there are many of my friends around the United States and, and even around the world that are that are brokenhearted because of the events of this week and and think that everything is hopeless and it's all over. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. There's a bit of an irony. I actually have a guest schedule for today. And something tells me that what we will talk about, are, it's going to dovetail into something we have been telling you on this program, not just since Truth to Ponder began, but even even back in the days of your weekend show when it was just a once-a-week program. A lot of people feel dejected. They don't know what to think. They're in shock because of all that happened on Wednesday. And they saw what little hope they had or what they thought they had simply evaporated and disappeared. They they watched something occur. We, we can argue this. We'll talk about it a lot next week, what may or may not have happened. But let me tell you something. I went to bed Wednesday night, very dejected, very much in shock. And I went to bed praying and I woke up on Thursday morning with more hope inside of me than I've ever had before in my life. And we're going to spend a lot of time next week discussing how does somebody have hope after that mess? Maybe, maybe some of my friends, even at times myself, we've been fighting the wrong battle. We don't win the hearts of people. We don't proclaim the the cross of Christ in a ballot box. We do it in our churches. Now look, we've talked about this and we'll talk about it a lot next week. The apostate churches are gonna be fine because they will buy into every bit of Satan's agenda willingly and, and happily. Those that after this past week thought that you could trust Facebook and, and Twitter as a source or YouTube, you better have learned the lesson. We, we need to be finding a new way to, to getting business done. One of the reasons I firmly believe in shortwave radio, it's going to be one of the last vestiges to get the message out as the tech tyrants and the six major corporations that run 90% of the media. Turn on you. Turn on the church. Be ready. My guest today, John Taylor, he leads up. He's the founder and president of strategic communications they operate voice of hope radio in the united states in africa and even the middle east and i'm glad to have him as a guest i believe in radio and john what do you you know a lot of people say radio is dead why, why waste your time use the internet what do you have to say no bob radio is not dead at all radio is alive and well especially international radio and there's a lot of different kinds of international radio. We have shortwave radio, uh, which uh, goes for thousands of miles, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a number of those in our in our group. Mm-hmm. And also AM radio, because at night AM radio goes much further than it does. Yes, it does. Daytime. Yes, it Take does. Take advantage of that skip zone. But no, radio is not dead, and people find themselves uh, listening to radio because they have receivers, they have them in their mm-hmm. cars, they have them in their homes. Not only that, most of the world can't afford. Uh, internet connections. We mm-hmm. think everybody in the world has a great internet. Exactly, connection. exactly. If you and go that... to Africa or the Middle East and, and a lot of places, they don't have any connection at all. Or if they do, it's very expensive or very slow. So, that's correct. And, and I, so, look, I've got friends all over the world, 
and they'll send me an email that say, I finally got to town today because where I live, I don't have internet, not even dial up. And we have to go to an internet cafe and then we have to pay by the minute to even use their internet. And that's right. And that's the way it is in Africa as well. You might see somebody with a nice new smartphone, but they're only using it as a telephone. Mm-hmm. And they prepaid for minutes on that, and they don't have enough money for, uh, to load it up with data, to have mm-hmm. that kind of, uh, of uh, bandwidth. Yeah, unless you but, can get uh, into an internet cafe and you can use it for a while and pay, you know, a reasonable fee for your half hour. I've so, had many people come to me and say, you know, John, who listens to radio anyway these days? And well, I, I think can... that's an uninformed question, uh, even from where we live here in Los Angeles. I mean, you might say, well. You know, this is a commuting city, and a lot of people listen to radio here. Uh, radio is outselling uh, Internet uh, mm-hmm. here, uh, for example. Uh, but I think a lot of people listen to radio, and uh, we're finding that radio is uh, becoming more prominent because of this thing called censorship mm-hmm. that's happening around the world and across America especially, in free countries. Especially with the online providers. You know, the big, what I call the tech tyrants of this world, the Googles of this that's world, right. the Facebooks, the, and Google owns YouTube, and yeah. uh, Facebook owns Instagram. And they, in other words, they their tentacles are in all the big players at the moment. They don't like they Christians. They That's do right. It. They're deciding what content you can listen to or see, and one what content is uh, that you can't see. They're mm-hmm. making those decisions, and, whether, whether uh, religious or political, it doesn't matter. That's right. That's correct. So, and of course, when there's wars and and uh, skirmishes and things like this around countries uh, around the world, uh, that they'll simply turn off mm-hmm. the internet. It's not available at all to you. Exactly. So for these reasons, radio is uh, really wonderful. It's interesting. It's free to air, so you don't have to pay for it if right. you have a receiver. And most people have many receivers within their reach. Uh, you've got a friend in the airwaves. You've got something that's intimate that can reach one that can reach the multitudes of people one at a time. It's an intimate tool. You're receiving it as an individual, but you're really speaking to. Them. Yes. Uh, maybe millions of people. Absolutely. One of the things that stands out, I've got a few listeners in particular that are very vocal to me, uh, either in regular mail or email, that listen to this program via shortwave. They, they have from the very beginning. Uh, one guy made it very clear, I do not do podcast. And he had his reasons because he doesn't want to be in a position where he's dependent upon the Internet and gets so used to having it as his only tool and and i follow what he I, I really get what he's trying to say and what he's trying to do he believes and a lot of people will laugh at me and say you know you're what are you investing your time and effort into short wave you know why not why not fm or why not this why not that well number one there are not that many fm radio stations in the united states that will take a program like this to begin with even for money i mean let's be honest most radio stations in the United States today, you know it, I know it, are corporately owned. I mean, the, the, the day of right. only owning seven radio stations and eventually ten, That's right. now you got iHeartRadio with a thousand. And what used to be several thousand radio station owners are now down to a handful of companies. When, when 90% of our media is run by six corporations, they're the ones dictating what you're allowed to hear. 
Well, that's really true. That's exactly how it is today. And here in Los Angeles, Saul Levine owns uh, is the remaining single owner of a radio station license here in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Everything else is corporations. Right, whether it's iHeartRadio, Cumulus, right. or a few others. I mean, they're, they're... And many come in and they'll buy two or three stations in the market mm-hmm. or more, having maybe radio and television a mixture. Oh, and, and then you, they, they they begin to shape the message for that city. And and you get into some cities that I know of where, where iHeartRadio owns 50% of the radio stations in one market, 50%. Market of 12 stations, they've got six. They probably That's could get remarkable. seven. So, you know, it, it. they are, and then you have the other corporation owns the rest of them. You have two owners. That's, a, that's exactly how it's working. But in short wave, in international radio, these are usually uh, single owners. They own mm-hmm. maybe one or two or even three stations. Probably not many own more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very targeted stations. They have purpose. Many are Christian radio stations, so they're exactly. religious broadcasting. Mm-hmm. But more than that, they're international missionary radio stations, Absolutely. which means there's an evangelistic component to that. They're reaching out to a people group to encourage them. And you know, the neat thing about shortwave is it doesn't, uh, it does not respect borders. Nope. It it jumps over borders like they're not even there, into closed countries that uh, prohibit. Christian broadcasting from their borders. And when you target your radio station to reach into, let's say, even China with the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus in Mandarin Chinese, well, let's say you you uh, reach a fraction of the people in China. They have over yeah. 1.3 billion people, maybe yes, more. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same way in India. So you can, you can reach a lot of people with shortwave. And you don't have to reach them all. You can reach a, a, a fragment of them even. And reaching more people than you could here in the United States. One of the things that my heart convicts me of a lot, and and this is, call it the frustrated broadcaster engineer inside of me that wants to fix things. I understand we live in a blessed nation, the United States, but we're going through some tumultuous times. The I think the churches have been, in many cases, dismal failures within our culture over the past 25 years. We've allowed education to co-opt the authority of parents for the last 25 years. And the Bible is explicit. You reap what you sow. And and we have sowed some really awful seed that is now, you know, the wheat and the tares are growing together. And we're coming to that time that they'll soon be separated. I I really, I, I, I don't see great days ahead. People have this, this misnotion. Hey, we just vote the right people in. And everything will be fine. And and I say, where do you find that in the Scripture? It doesn't exist. That's right. We, See, we, politi- politics can't save us. Our no. Money can't save us. The our Bible says don't put, your, don't put your hope in princes. Come on. I mean, put it in God's right. Word. It has to be in God's Word. And, and really, our faith needs to be in Jesus, the Son Absolutely. of God. Absolutely. Amen. You know, there's yeah. not, it's not all roads, you know, it's what I call the uh, all dogs go to heaven religion that the world is trying to sell us. That if you live a good life, everybody goes to a better place, is what they try to tell you. And and it's really Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by the Son. There is a message to be, people say, well, who would listen to shortwave? I'm going to share you a story, and this this you need to hear this because of the work you're doing. I had a very fascinating letter from somebody 
I'm trying to remember what, yeah, it was an email, uh, maybe two, two and a half weeks ago. They had gone through a deceased relative stuff and found, of all things, one of those world band radios, not all that old, maybe 20, 25 years old, and he's playing with it, and he turned it on, and he found this radio show, and he's been listening ever since. So don't tell me people are not listening. God will provide a way. God will lead you. God, I've had people that say, I didn't know anything about shortwave, and I looked it up, and I bought one, and I found what you're doing. This is the kind of feedback I've been getting over the last two and three months. Well, it's really exciting, too. We just received a, a letter from somebody listening on a ship at sea off mm. the coast of Mexico. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of ships at sea at any yeah. given time. This is uh, the world moves its products and goods and people mm -hmm. uh, by sea. And so it's always nice to receive a, a letter from someone listening on the high seas. Amen. And, and of course, we, uh, we get those letters uh, reaching into areas where, we, uh, where we're not really aiming either. <laughs> we're broadcasting to, down into Mexico and mm -hmm. Central and South America and Cuba and part of the Americas. And yet we're hearing from uh, South Africa and, and New Zealand and Australia. So it's kind of interesting how the radio signals go and how mm -hmm. they travel around the world. Well, just for a moment, let me let's get our listeners kind of caught up on some of the facilities you've got. Let's talk about first the one this program is on um, every weeknight now, uh, at KVOH, and and that is kind of Los Angeles Simi Valley region. Am I correct? That's right. It's it's Rancho Simi Valley. Uh, and Los Angeles, right on the border. In fact, uh, mm -hmm. ten feet on the other uh, on the other side of our mountain is Los Angeles County, and we're just inside Ventura County. Okay, and so it's a beautiful uh, shortwave station. It's about twenty four hundred feet on top of Chatsworth Peak, mm -hmm. and we have a beautiful TCI uh, shortwave antenna and an old RCA uh, hundred thousand watt amplifase transmitter, which we've modified over the last thirty years. It's a beautiful transmitter, Bob. It started its uh, life back in 1959 mm -hmm. in a place called Radio Vatican. Yeah. And it broadcast there for four years, and then it went to uh, Quito, Ecuador, and broadcast uh, uh, one of their main transmitters for HCJB, probably mm -hmm. when we were growing up. Right. And listening to shortwave, we were probably listening to it back then. And then in the 80s, uh, uh, my father-in-law, George Otis, purchased it. Right. And brought it here to California and put it on the air as KVOH, which stands for the Voice of Hope. And that radio, that that uh, transmitter has been broadcasting the gospel uh, for its entire lifetime, mm. uh, even to this very moment. And so that's a beautiful station. And we we program that station primarily in Spanish and mm. English because we have uh, both of those languages being served mm. uh, by that radio station. And we're broadcasting, of course, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and what one, one of the things I like about this particular facility so far, one of the areas that this program was having a difficult time reaching is a part of the southeastern United States and, and Texas in particular. I mean, Texas was one area that I... We just, I just did not have the coverage. While there was potentially a frequency that we could use, um, the time has been, you know, sold has been sold to other people. So I just couldn't get on on the other frequency I wanted. And there you were. And and for the first time, I'm now backfilling into Florida. One of the things people have a hard time understanding about shortwave. 
broadcasting on a transmitter in Florida. I lived oh, about 30 air miles from the station. I couldn't hear it at my house because mm. it's going up into the air and bouncing back down That's and right. reaching all the Northeast and the Midwest, but it's missing Florida. Yeah, it has no ground wave to speak of. Mm-hmm. It has a little one, but but not that far. And so here we were uh, looking, at, trying to reach Florida now for the first time I can uh, with KVOH. And even though it is 11 o'clock at night Eastern time, uh, it is 10 Central and 9 Mountain. And we're reaching places that I never could reach before. And I'm hoping that people are really listening, that are finding us and let me know that you're hearing it on 9975 kilohertz. I mean, the world to me to let me know. And uh, you could do that from our website, which is truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. You have other facilities around the world as well. and uh, We do. We do. There's a station out in Zambia, Africa, which was built originally by Bob Edmiston and Christian Vision. Mm-hmm. And uh, for 30 years, they, they owned and operated that as a missionary radio station in Africa mm-hmm. with uh, two... Uh, a very large TCI antenna, the bigger brother to the one we have here right. in, in Los Angeles. It's exactly twice the size there in Zambia. And then we have a, uh, and, and that's directional to the north and uh, northwest mm-hmm. of Africa. We cover roughly about um, 75% of Africa mm-hmm. uh, because we have a second antenna as well that's omnidirectional, which is a circle pattern right. reaching into South Africa as well. And yes. two great big uh, continental transmitters that are maybe about 10 years old. They're, they're, uh, they're pretty new, the, the low time. Mm-hmm. And we took that station over uh, about six years ago and uh, have been broadcasting every day the gospel of Jesus from there. And it's been a, a, a wonderful mm-hmm. uh, uh, outreach for us, uh, uh, a really wonderful facility. Uh, so that's a, that's a big station for us, the Voice of Hope Africa. And I've been privileged to have been on that station a number of years now. And uh, one of the things that did my heart well, the program used to go by the name Your Weekend Show, and because that, that's how it started in 2015. Right. Hard to believe six-year anniversary comes up next month of doing this show. And when I started, I didn't know where it would reach and what it would become. I never expected a daily show like I'm doing now, but God has a way of doing things for a purpose. But I remember a picture that uh, Ray Robinson, who you know very well, that shared with me, came from a traveling pastor, and I'm not sure what country he was in, but he was visiting more the interior of Africa, and there was this small kind of church building, and a lot of people sitting outside under the trees with these plastic chairs, all dressed up on a Sunday, and on this little bench was a radio and they were listening to the radio outside of that church on a Sunday afternoon or Saturday I'm not sure which day and he said just so you know they were listening to your weekend show and I'm looking at this picture that that Ray sent there's got to be a hundred people sitting around a radio in the somewhere in the middle of the continent of Africa and so yeah people do listen around the world and they're hungry for some good news which we don't get much of anymore what are your thoughts well that's really true and in, in africa uh, having a short wave is very rare transworld has one down in uh, swaziland 
there's uh, another big uh, shortwave uh, that's owned by Worldwide Christian mm -hmm. Broadcasting out of uh, Madagascar. Yes. And those are great services to, to, uh, to Africa. And, but in the heart of Africa, uh, radio is really limited to small mm -hmm. FMs and, and AM, if you can find them. They're usually 1,000 watts or less. Right. Um, and FMs the same way. So they're very regional. They have really uh, done well with regional radio stations, but they do that for a reason, to control the broadcasting and who's doing what and, mm -hmm. and, and so forth. And to have the privilege of having the short wave, we're really going across borders. So it's a great privilege, but with that is a, a great responsibility. We stay mm -hmm. out of politics. You we have stay to. Out of it completely. And we focus on our mission, which is to encourage people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And to give them the word of God so they know how to live. And they, they're, they're living uh, in a way that uh, brings blessing to their life and to their family. Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, this is our focus. I think one of the keys, you know, I, I in the program I do now, yeah, I look at politics, but I also look at something vastly more important. And that is, you know, if you're looking for politics to solve your problems, you're looking in the wrong place. That's right. uh, United States, everybody, all I heard for the last three months, oh, we just vote the right people into office, we'll fix our country. Fix it from what? As long as the heart of man is evil, as long as the heart of man is deceptive, as long as we're not under the lordship of Jesus Christ, we're going, no politician can save right. us from ourselves. That's right. Those choices we make for our politicians come out of our just, foundation in Christ. They are a reflection. So if, yeah, they are a reflection. So we have a responsibility uh, to put good leaders into our into into governments. Mm -hmm. but that's, that's how our constitution works. But we hadn't been paying attention. No. We hadn't, we'd been thinking about ourselves and in love with our money Mm -hmm. watching the latest movie and allowing culture to dictate and interpret the word of god instead of the other way around amen and it's it, it's really made a huge difference uh and and has really put us in quite a position where now i believe christians are waking up that remnant is coming forth it the church to. was unprepared they were unprepared for this and our churches here in california are still closed and mm -hmm. many say, "Well, it's the uh, it's it's the virus and this." No, no, it's not. It's more than this that. is a this is a plan. Somebody's plan. Amen. And uh, it and the church has been silent on it. Some have risen up. Some have said, "No, we're meeting anyway," and they're mm -hmm. meeting in the park and and they're praying for one another, preaching God's word. They haven't stopped. You know, but I've got. I, I think. Uh, I think it will forever change how this uh, goes back together. It's not going to go back together. No, and, and this is what I've been trying to warn people in ministry because of my other part of my life. I've been trying to tell people that I know that are in you know church, local church ministry. It's not going to be the same as it was, and I hope that it isn't. Uh, and I, re I really mean that because mm. too, many, too many churches got into what I call the comfort zone. Hey, yeah, you know, right. we, we, you know, we 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 do our hour or so on Sunday, um, and we have a nice little budget, and everybody's happy. We all get along, yeah. and then and you find out what do you fear most, God or the virus? And we're finding mm. out a lot of churches have chosen the virus over God. And and I look, I understand the dangers, and I've I've done enough radio programs on that over the past four months. I'm not going to get into that now, but there comes a point. Who do you trust more? And and we're finding out now. This is, we're we're finding out uh, that a lot of people fear the virus. 
Yeah, I, I'm getting ready. To, I'm getting ready to travel. I'm getting ready to travel. The truth, have we? I've traveled a couple of times uh, for ministry during this pandemic. And, you know, am I concerned? The human side of me, of course it is. And I keep, but the Lord just keeps saying, trust me, trust me. And I go, and so far, so good. But St. Paul never once said, well, I, you know, I can't make that trip. You know, it could be stormy weather. I mean, when did he ever say that? Never, never. And, and I think that's the problem with the church today. Church for too many people is what we get out of it, not what we put into it. And it's it's been reversed. And so it's like, oh, I didn't get anything out of the music and the message didn't stir me. That's not the purpose of church. And I think we forget, you know, that it's it's the life-saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, in a moment, I gotta take a break, but I wanna come back with you in just a couple of moments from now and talk about one of, I think, one of your most important ministries and that is in the Middle East. And that is a area that, how do you put it? You are, you are fighting in the belly of, you know, of the beast, literally, with that station. And we'll talk about that in a minute. This is Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We shall be right back after this break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. My guest today is John Taylor, who is the leader or president of the of Strategic Communications Group that operates Voice of Hope, international radio ministry. They have a facility we are now on in California also a facility we're on in Zambia in the in the eastern part of Africa reaching most of that continent and they also operate a very unique facility in Israel and we'll be talking about that in, in just a moment this this past week here in the United States has been a heartbreaking week and as I was trying to tell you at the top of the program maybe as Christians we're, we're fighting the wrong battle in this war the battle for the hearts and the minds of the souls of people that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ will never be won, never has been won, at the ballot box. It just isn't. Great Awakenings revival is not political. Our politics and our voting and the people we have in office and those that are entrenched in government are nothing more than a symptom of what the church allowed to happen over time. I believe there's some very rough days ahead. But not as rough or as portrayed by by some people that I know, love and respect. I've been praying about what happened this past Wednesday in Washington DC. I've been trying to get a handle on what to do. And ironically, this program, a part of it, the interview sections have been well, planned in advance, and I'm realizing now this wanting to talk about shortwave radio and alternative ways of keeping connected. Look at Twitter, look at Facebook. These organizations are satanic to the core, yet we as Christians, too many churches are depending on them. Stop depending on them. Facebook does not like Christians. 
Twitter hates Christians. Instagram, YouTube, all of it. If your ministry is dependent upon them to survive, well, you need another plan because you watched in 24 hours how fast they can shut people down, including the President of the United States, because they have the power. We've given them that power over time. We spent more time focusing on politics than focusing on the gospel. Like I say, on Monday, I'm going to share a lot more and into next week on what the Lord is just laying on my heart. You need to hear it. I think it'll give you more hope than you've had in ages. Believe me on that. If you believe in the work of this ministry, why not go to our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. Let me know what you think. If you want to help support this ministry, we just buy airtime with anything we receive. No one's getting paid. There are no paychecks. There's no fringe benefits. Anything we get is to keep acquiring additional airtime because I think as I think the day's going to come that a program like this is a podcast will end up being restricted. So we need to develop those platforms now. If you would rather use mail, the United States Mail Service, you can do that. And that is so easy to do. We are at 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30598. My guest today again, John Taylor, and you have a station now in Israel. Tell tell our listeners about that station. Well, we do, Bob. And, and, and before I begin there, I just want to say welcome to the Voice of Hope because your broadcast has just joined us here out of uh, Los Angeles broadcasting into the Americas, uh, the United States, Central and South America, ships at sea. I mean, there's uh, a big reach you have now on this particular coast, mm-hmm. reaching and backfilling areas you weren't covering from your stations on the East Coast. So we're really happy to have you. And I've always, uh, I've known you a number of years now, and I've always seen you as a watchman on the wall, a real particular gift from the Lord to see and look out ahead and uh, warn the people of what we're looking at. And I hear that in your voice even right now when we talk mm-hmm. about shortwave radio, its power its coverage, its its message, its importance right now, because we have been guided like sheep into a funnel called the Internet. But oh, yeah. in, that, in that funnel, they understand what you're looking at, how long you're listening. They profile you based on those choices you make, and they tell you what you can hear and what you can't hear, what you can view and what you can't view. And then all of a sudden, when you need it the most, mm-hmm. they turn it off. I know. And, and you'll be uh, stuck without communication. I know I've heard many people say, what would we do if our cell phones didn't work? What mm-hmm. would we do if the Internet wasn't there? Well, brother, it could happen in our lifetime. Let, let it me, could happen this week. Let me, living up here in the mountains in Georgia, I'm going to tell you a little story uh, that you might appreciate. We have a home in Florida, and we have our little place up here in the mountains. And several years ago, we had family living with us at our house in Florida, and there was a hurricane threatening Florida, which is, you know, it does happen. And I'm thinking, hey, we can bring everybody up to Georgia. We're going to escape the hurricane. All right. So we go we go down there. We get the house sealed up. We all get in our cars and we, you know, we do our whole little trek up the highway and we get here to Georgia. 
and the hurricane kind of comes inland and turns into a massive storm that took out trees in Georgia. We were without power here for two weeks, internet two months, and no telephone. I mean, had nothing for two months. So wow. yeah, it can happen. I get it. And we, we, we become so spoiled when you live, quote, in the city, you don't realize that this could happen to you too. And, it, and so I've been reminded, even this past year uh, of 2020, which has been quite a year, you know that and I know that, we had a storm that came through and knocked off internet and power here for a couple of days. And it's only 48 hours, but you saw, what would happen if it was 45 days instead of 45 hours? And you realize suddenly just how dependent you are upon these devices we put in our pocket. I'm not going to name it. But I know a ministry that has, has in their mind, all they care about is reaching cell phones. They, 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 they've abandoned everything else. And they're going to be the first voice gone when things go bad. And I don't get it why people don't, under, don't get that. Now, you well, talk about your facility over in the Middle East. It's, it's got a yep. specific target. It does. Uh, and, and the marrying of these technologies is, is, I think, really important in these days as well, because uh, when you're doing a live broadcast on the air and you're also live casting on Facebook and some of these others, you're picking up an additional audience. But it can't be uh, – uh, uh, terrestrial radio has an important uh, part to play in world communications, mm -hmm. especially in times of trouble. Now, we uh, own and operate a radio station, a 50,000-watt AM radio station in Israel called The Voice of Hope. It broadcasts from uh, 1287 from the Sea of Galilee, mm -hmm. and it broadcasts into all of Israel, Syria, Lebanon, and Jordan. And at night, it goes even further, probably 1,000 miles at night right? Uh, because it's a clear channel uh, AM station. Uh, no one else is using that frequency within 1,000 miles, mm -hmm. uh, a few places in Europe but at lower powers. So this has been a tremendous uh, voice of hope for this uh, th this type of broadcasting into a troubled part of the world. Right. And of course we we have to you know we're we're broadcasting from the borders of Israel and so we need to be very respectful of all peoples around us so we're not getting involved in politics we're right. being a voice right. of hope to the community. We're broadcasting the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're broadcasting in, in English and also Arabic, primarily mm -hmm. Arabic, mm -hmm. as we uh, reach people with the gospel. Changing mm -hmm. hearts and minds as the Holy Spirit is able to speak to people through the messages that we bring. And we really have three priorities. One is to, to uh, evangelize, to, to share the good news, the testimony of Jesus Christ with those who have never heard it. That's right. Two, to disciple new believers, people have, who have uh, begun to follow Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We want to disciple them and encourage them and get more of the Word in them so they can understand it. And three, that they might understand God's Word enough that they can begin to share it That's themselves right. with friends and family members uh, close to them. So this is really like Paul's ministry uh, as we prepare the way of the Lord. Yes. It's a, it's a really beautiful opportunity. And um, so we've been privileged by the Lord to to have this opportunity to do it. It was a, lo a long time in the making, but yeah, uh, God was faithful. You know what I was just thinking. You you know your your signal covers a lot of the territory that the early apostles walked out by by foot to reach. You're That's reaching right. in a split second. That's really true. 
yeah, all those areas. I mean, they can hear us in Damascus so mm-hmm. clearly. And of course, everybody uh, can listen into their cars. And Israel is a kind of a commuting uh, country as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so they listen uh, in their cars. Uh, but it's also, we don't stop broadcasting when the sun goes down. We broadcast 24-7. Mm-hmm. So we can be that friend in the airwaves. Amen. That person that you can, you know, that music that we have, that uh, we have beautiful Christian Arabic music. Uh, half of it is written and produced by by the Christian community in the Middle East. The other mm-hmm. half is written, produced by a, a group called Muslim Background Believers. These are Muslims who have come to faith mm-hmm. in Jesus. And in their song and their music and their speech, they they talk about this this uh, uh, journey. Yes. Uh, uh, moving from... from uh, uh, Islam over and, and recognizing that Jesus is the Lord of all. So it's a it's a beautiful beautiful radio station. Well, well, John, before I even forget, I wanted to get into this. How did you ever get into what you do today? And I mean, everybody's got a story of how they got into yeah. the business. What kind of give your background? Well, I was in college back in 1982 and uh, studying to go into federal law enforcement. I okay. To, have a, have a career in, in, uh, in justice. And uh, a friend of mine in class said, you know, you have a great voice. Have you ever been to a radio station? I said, I've never been to a radio station. Mm-hmm. So why don't we have one here on campus? I'm, I'm in the radio club. Come and, come and see it. So after, after class, we walked over to the radio station, and he opened the door, and I could see a classroom setting, and mm-hmm. the, the big glass in the back of the room, and behind that were two guys doing a rock and roll program right and before the door slammed behind me i heard the audible voice of god say you will reach the world mm-hmm. with my word through radio yeah yeah now we all know bob presbyterians don't hear from god <laughs> <like that>. yeah. <laughs> or, or at least or at least the ones they consider normal don't you know it was earth-shaking for me because i'd never had any kind of encounter like that before and i Took me a while to process it, but I thought, you know what? Maybe the Lord is speaking to me about this, giving mm-hmm. me a heart for the nations. Now, back then, we didn't even have satellite radio. We had no way to speak to the world. Right. And I didn't know much about shortwave radio, but uh, I began to uh, to work in uh, LA radio here in Los Angeles, and I worked with the great Gary Owens, who had a big show here. Oh on yeah, the, on the West Coast, he was the announcer for the for the. Uh, popular TV program at the time called Laughing. Mm-hmm. Remember well. And, uh, Remember so I worked well. with him on his uh, radio show, and then I worked for Rick Dees, who was the number one in radio in 1983. And I got to tell you a quick story. I'm going to stop, pause you right there when it comes to, that was at, at KISS FM, I believe, in Los Angeles you're talking about. You bet it was. And the yeah. reason I know that is I worked for the company that built the transmitter that Rick Dees was on. Oh, Wow. Wow, that's amazing. So I worked in those stations for a while, but uh, the, the, the uh, general manager of the station was uh, Chuck Southcott. He was a Christian. He actually went to Hollywood Presbyterian Church. I was good friends with his son. And mm-hmm. uh, he said, what do you want to do in radio, John? And I said, I'd like to go into Christian radio. I feel called to Christian radio, international mm-hmm. Christian radio. He said, oh, that's the worst radio on the dial. <laughs> that's the worst format. And it really was back then. You know, it was just had no character to it. It was all very flat and boring. And uh, uh, But I said, I'd like to be a part of making it better. And uh, so I began to work for Salem Broadcasting up in Oxnard at KDAR. And, and then uh, my my future father-in-law hired right. me to work for him 
he was building a new station here in Los Angeles called KVOH, and it went on the mm -hmm. air in 1986, and I uh, spent uh, most of that year uh, helping to build that radio station mm -hmm. and put it on the air and designed the English language programming we were doing out of it. And right. uh, someone else designed the Spanish, and we began to work together as kind of a bilingual radio station. And, and uh, that's uh, 38 years later, I'm mm -hmm. still in broadcasting. I still feel called to to reach the world with the, the word of God through radio. What are your hopes when you look at, you know, you've got these facilities, primarily Africa, the Middle East, and now the United States, one is back up at night in English. Do you, do, I'm, I'm, I hate to put you on the spot, but do you feel the Lord calling you to even additional things in spite of pandemic, in spite of all the turmoil, in spite of it all? Are there any, shall we say, visions left? Yeah, that's the most important question we've, we're discovering today because, you know, uh, radio stations are tools. Microphones are tools. They, they really need to have a purpose, don't they? And our yes. purpose is a spiritual one. And I believe the next three and a half to four years are the most important, probably in our lifetime, for the cause of Christ. Mm -hmm. You see, uh, even though we're a Christian broadcaster, the, the, the Lord says, my word goes out and it doesn't return to me void. It yeah. accomplishes yeah. the purposes of God. And then the scripture says, no one comes to the Father except through me, mm -hmm. uh, except by the Holy Spirit. So it's the job of the Holy Spirit to, to reach the hearts of those that are listening. So we're providing the, the vehicle, the, the, the message, we're speaking the words of Christ, but it's the Holy Spirit that's doing the work on the other end, drawing people mm -hmm. to the Lord. We don't lead people to Christ, we just simply give our testimony. We, we, we testify as to mm -hmm. who Christ is and what he's done in our life and what he's done for mankind, dying on the cross for our sins, the, his, his, the blood of Jesus that, 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 that cleanses us of our sins. So uh, we can simply give that message, but it's the Holy Spirit that does the greater work. And I believe there's a time coming very soon where God says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Yeah. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And, the, and it's going to be an incredible time as the whole world is saturated with God's word. And yes. people will have a choice to make. Mm -hmm. who, do, who do we follow? We have that choice right now in, in politics. We make these yep. kinds of decisions all the time in our businesses and so forth. But we will have a choice, each one of us, the Bible says, will have a choice to make. And and uh, we believe also that today is the day of salvation. Don't mm. put off tomorrow no, no. what you can do today. And if yeah. the Lord's calling you to and drawing him to yourself, you should say, yes to Jesus. I'm going to follow you. Yes. And that's what it is. It's as simple as that. Say, yes, Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. That's it right there. John, the I'll begin to change you from the inside out. You'll see it. I, I'm sitting here thinking, and, and I'm just kind of praying at the same time as you're talking. And I'm going to say something, and I'm going to be very careful and cautious in how I do this. But the Lord just laid something on my heart as you were talking. I mean, and I'm serious about this. I'm not, this is not one of these, you know, what we call tricks of the trade or whatever. Uh, this is just like, call it a bit of wisdom or knowledge, whatever you want to call it. In this world today, all over the United States, all over Canada, and even in other parts of the world, there are what I call dormant or underutilized radio facilities out there. And in some cases, like here in the United States, it's because the ownership, and I, I remember I used to worry about this so much in, in my early days 
really being involved with a very active Christian radio station, when the motivation is the money and not the music, your ministry will be dead. In other words, the Spirit of God will leave, the lampstand is gone, so to speak. I see a lot of radio stations in this country right now that need, that they could be used for the Lord's work, but they don't know how to do it, or there's nobody putting together the programming to do it. And this has been something that you and I need to talk about off air, to put that together using the simplicity and, uh, I mean, today's technology, the things we can do today we couldn't even do 10 years ago is amazing. And then the underutilized stations, and and yeah, additional shortwave frequencies. These are things that we need as the body of Christ to be doing not 10 years from now, but now. The, yeah, you know, the hours now. I agree with you uh, completely. In 1998, uh, uh, we formed the company Strategic Communications mm-hmm. Group. That's uh, our ministry right now. That's what the Voice of Hope is under. But I didn't even know what it meant back then in 1998. Today, uh, I know what strategic means. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, – when we look at a radio station today, we say, uh, well, that's a nice station. It has a lot of a lot of things going for it, but yeah. is it strategic to our mission? Right. I mean, and we accomplish what God has uh, called us to do with it. And I think this leads back to this this vision you're seeing of underutilized radio stations. Some are lying dormant. Some are just not barely hanging on. And and uh, but are yet very strategic to reaching the nations. You know, one of I've had this conversation before with several people of late, and I've been talking to people in ministry all over the United States. And God is moving some people around. They're, not everybody, but he's moving some people, as you say, strategically for a purpose. Mm-hmm. In places where they can do the work that he's called them to do, where they can't do it where they're at. And and it's just, it's amazing how God quietly behind the scenes orchestrates. We have so many church people today that have been so overwhelmed by the virus, they've lost sight of the mission and ministry of the church. That's right. And we need to look beyond the virus there's a lot, right. and I'll talk about it with some other guests next week on the program. There, I worked in, I came out of retirement. I mean, I've had a broadcast and ministry career, but there was about a six-year period that I took a job in emergency management, only primarily as a communications guy, but it ended up being training and ended up being planning. And so I got called out for the pandemic out of retirement. There's a lot that I learned about it, a lot of things that concern me. And a lot of things that people don't understand. And we, we you see it, you're in California, you see it daily. And you see it every time with you, every time your governor gets on the TV. You know, that this That's is right. This it's I will be I'll tell you, I've had family members and friends that have suffered this virus and some that came close to death. But I also know that they've used this for more than I mean than the this idea that it's for your safety is something we've got to be very careful about that can, that's been misused over the centuries for your safety and and when we when we take our focus off god and put it on man who's going to tell us how to avoid a virus you're treading into some very dangerous ground that doesn't mean we 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 become no. foolish about it but we need to have a balance in our minds what's god telling you to do is God first, saying abandon him and, and listen to this guy instead? That's right. Who's your God? You know, first of all, Bob, God has designed each one of us with an incredible 
immune system. Amen. That's number one. I mean, it's it's defense number one. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that allows our our DNA to travel through the ages. Right. And here we are in 2021. Our DNA is is as strong as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, we departed from a, a wisdom that we had as a world yes. from uh, protecting those that are sick and dealing with that. Right. And everybody keep doing what they normally do. Just work. Take precaution mm-hmm. and protect those that are sick and protect those that are in, in most uh uh, in most danger, like our older folks, uh, to be honest with and, you. And you know, in the if truth, if we had done that, we wouldn't have lost so many businesses that are now boarded up and people walking distance of me. You know, I, there's one thing that I have learned in observing, and and once again, you look at the dashboards, you look at the world, you look at various states, places, even places with equal size populations. Most of our response in terms of shutting things down, locking the healthy up have backfired and in many and in every place the harder they make the the lockdown the worse the health conditions are for everybody makes no sense and then the corruption in it all where we're people are passing away of uh, car accidents Mm -hmm. heart attacks and and they they uh, keep drawing blood from these people till they get the desired result yeah yeah it was positive. No, we can. And then the hospitals get paid uh, extra, you know, tens I mean, of thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so quite a bit. We're not being uh, the truth is there somewhere, but it's not being uh, g- given to us. And we, quite frankly, it's time for us to be able to think and look for ourselves and pray and get mm-hmm. wisdom from the Lord. But it's 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 really time to get back to work and to do the things uh, that we've been all called to do, to provide for our families, for our kids to go back to school. Uh, for instance, we don't even have a flu season anymore. No. No one has the flu. Mm-hmm. It's now going to be coronavirus. good friend of mine had uh, a number of heart issues several years ago, and he was at his cardiologist uh, not that many weeks ago, and he happened to share with me that his cardiologist said, you know, isn't it wonderful that if anything happens to you, it won't be a heart attack, it'll be covid you know, I, mean, I mean, even he was seeing through it, and he does it every day. And well, so, I think we have a great awakening where people around the world are, are beginning to see. They are thinking for themselves and making their own decisions, and taking a look at these people that are now uh, uh, treating us like they would communist China. Yeah, and uh, this is not the the American way, of course. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're listening in a different country. Within the sound of voice, it's yep. probably not the way of your country yeah. uh, has treated you in past years. Uh, so we have a lot to think about and a lot to pray about yes. and a lot of decisions that we must make. You know, before we run out of time here in a couple of minutes, uh, like I say, we, you and I will talk in a couple of minutes offline, but I'm really feeling that radio is not dead. I wouldn't be doing this if I thought it was or close to it. I wouldn't be putting the effort and investment in, and I think a lot of people understand that. There's a lot of work to be done. It is a ripe mission field out there, more today than any time in my life. Tell them how they find out about all your work at Voice of Hope. Well, it's very, very simple. Just come to voiceofhope.com, voiceofhope.com. All right. That website will, you can even listen live to all of our stations Mm -hmm. uh, from that website and uh, get all the information you need. John, I want to thank you for being my guest today here on Truth to Ponder, both the Friday and the weekend edition, wherever you happen to hear it. And uh, and do go visit their website. John John Taylor has been doing a marvelous work for 
well, over two decades, in keeping alive these channels of communications in the United States and even around the world. All of us as Christians have got to rethink our strategy. We have to rethink what we're trying to do in reaching this lost world. The world is is falling apart. I have no doubts about that. And I don't think any of my regular listeners have any doubts about it either. When we started this program as a weekend show five years ago, over five, it'll be six years that we our first program next month is six solid years of producing a weekly radio show. And now, and now since the end of August of this past year, a daily. It's a lot of work, but I'm glad to do it because something was laid on my heart and I never understood why 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 should I do this radio program and why should it be on shortwave? There are times that I wonder, is it worth the effort to do this program? Then you look at what happened this past week. I'm going to really get into this topic next week. I really am. Very deeply. Because we as Christians, I said in September and October, even if Donald Trump wins, we're just buying a small amount of time. Well, we've seen what happened. A lot of things will happen as we go forward. Those that own the tech giants, you're not going to tame them by by law or by the courts. They're not your friend. They're not even Christian at heart. In fact, most of the people that work at Facebook or Twitter despise Bible-believing Christians. They make it clear in the things they say. Even, Even in corporate America, a surprising number of people have a disdain for Christianity. It's the world in which we live. We as Christians are in the world. We need to stop being of the world. Now, will I continue to vote? Yes. Will my vote count? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I need to spend less time debating politics on Facebook or Twitter or any other social media and turn my attention toward the gospel of Jesus Christ and spreading it. When Jesus gave his disciples the Great Commission, he didn't say, Go ye therefore in all the world and vote the right people into office. Go ye therefore into all the world and take over corporations and government. No, he said to preach the gospel. Yes, we do live our lives because we are in the world. But too many people have taken their faith, their Christianity, their church, and have tried to marry it to the secular culture. It doesn't work. Never has, never will. If you don't believe me, just just look at history. When Christianity became the official religion of the dying empire of Rome, what did we get? It wasn't something that at times I'm really thrilled to, to believe was correct. In the United States, we've had a watered-down Christianity for decades. We really have. And now we have apostate churches. Real Christianity is going to end up moving into very quiet places 
We are now in the days of Noah, time to prepare for the ark. That's all I'm gonna tell you. If you believe in this ministry, would you contact me? Our mailing address, our physical mailing address is 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. In Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. Our website, truth, the number two, ponder.com. If you believe in what we're doing, would you stand with me? Until Monday, may God bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.